okay, if I am going to keep doing this, I have to believe that it is possible and not let any doubt set in from anyone else's perception, feedback, um, whatever, because you're going to come across people that until you make it, they won't believe in you. That's Army veteran and Apache pilot Andrew Arbogast, founder of Arbo's Cheese Dip. Coming up next, a veteran on the move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. At Navy Federal Credit Union, every day is Veterans Day. They have a growing community of over 1.8 million veterans like you. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash veterans. Today we're talking with Army veteran Andrew Arbogast, founder of Arbo's Cheese Dip. Uh, Andrew, you're a Apache pilot in the Army, so first things first, take us back. Tell us what you did in the Army. Hey, thanks, Joe. Appreciate you having me on. Um, and if uh, if my younger Marine brother was here right now, he would he would be you're on your side entirely and uh, wouldn't give me any credit for being an Apache pilot. So <laughs> kudos to you uh, yeah. as a Cobra pilot, but what's um, your brother doing in the Marine Corps? Uh, he was, is it 0311 infantry? Oh, 300 infantry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Full metal jacket. Awesome. Stuff, hard-headed, like fits the build of that. You know? so, <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I, um, uh, just kind of going back about the uh, the military experience. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and when I um, I don't have any, I didn't have any family in the military, so it was kind of a new ordeal for me. And mm-hmm. you know, it was around the time of 9/11, where I was still in high school and um, going. You know, knew I needed to go to college, wanted to go to culinary school, but um, you know, I was kind of pointed towards a different direction to go to a university. And so I ended up um, going to Northwest Missouri State University, which I'm from Memphis. This is in Maryville, Missouri. I really had uh, no business being there, but I shadowed the ROTC program with a buddy of mine um, mm-hmm. who was interested in doing it. And um, when I went there, met with him, I just immediately felt included and like wanted, right? So it's like, man, um, this is a good group of guys and gals and, um, they're genuinely interested in me. And so I ended up going, when I you know, started going to school there, they reached out and they're like, Hey, we uh, wanted to see if you wanted to come to PT one morning. And then man, it was history from there, I'm, you know, doing the ROTC thing. And I ended up doing a, a con- I contracted my sophomore year and got a three-year scholarship. And it was one of those things where it's like, yes, there was uh, definitely some patriotism there that was, pushing me towards wanting to do this, but obviously the scholarship and and having a guaranteed job when I graduated, um, was, was very enticing as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, just fast forward, you know, we do our whole branch selection and, uh, ended up going aviation. And at the time there was like this, um, guaranteed branch, uh, add so uh, active duty service obligation. So it's like, if you get your branch of choice, you're going to owe an additional three years. So long story short, I didn't read the fine print. I thought I owed like six or seven years, I ended up owing 10. 
Um, and I didn't find that out until I was married and mentioned that to my wife in passing. And she wasn't very happy about that, but, uh, it all worked out in the end. So, um, going from, from Missouri down to Fort Rucker, Alabama flight school for two years, it was a, during the surge. So there was a large bubble of people and just spent a lot of time doing, uh, odd details. So, uh, from there, you know, platoon leader at Fort Riley, um, 1-1 ARB, and deployed to Iraq and uh, came back, career course, and then um, went to Fort Campbell, 101st, and served as a company commander there in the 159th Combat Aviation Brigade, uh, deployed to Afghanistan. And then upon returning, I knew I, I was ready to get out of the Army, and I wanted to pick a, a location that would and a job that would be suitable for civilian transition. Um, and so I chose a recruiting command, terrible choice, uh, terrible decision. And, um, but it was in Savannah, Georgia. And so that's where I ended up, um, finishing the, the remainder of my two years and, um, and worked on my transition from there. Yeah. You're back in the civilian world as a recruiter, but yet you're working like 80 hours a week or whatever. So not a whole lot of spare time to work on that transition. So as your, as your uh, time in the army came to an end, what did your transition out of the army end up looking like? Um, so, you know, it was one of those things where in recruiting, because you are non-deployable, they will, they still will work you to death. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those like, Hey, you could be deployed. So be thankful. It doesn't matter if you're gone from your family weeks, nights, you know, weekends and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, but I, I did know that as important as the mission was, the army was not going to care about me when I ETS. And so it was on me to work towards this transition of what I wanted to do. And my, I was either, I was looking at, you know, the, the federal route or, or corporate and federal, you know, I, I went through the FBI, the department of state application process I actually got pretty far. Um, and then simultaneously I'm, I'm partnering with, you know, some of these military JM, J, JMO junior military officer, recruiting firms. So like Cameron Brooks Alliance and all those. And so they're helping me like learn how to talk corporate, you know, resume building and everything else, which I would recommend to anybody doing this. Even if you're like, not sure you want to go corporate, do one of these programs because they'll teach you everything. And then it's on you to either accept a job or at least take the, that, um, that information that you were fed and go find a job on your own. Um, it's just going to set you apart from your peers. But then one of the actual options that came, you know, really came to fruition was ACP, uh, American Corporate Partners. They're a nonprofit that um, partners with major Fortune 500 companies. And what their goal is, is, is to create mentors for transitioning service members, enlisted or officers. It doesn't matter. Active or veteran. doesn't matter. And, and so I went to ACP and filled out the application. And then you get assigned a mentor based on like your preference. Is it location? Is it, you know, uh, specific companies, specific fields you put in a preference and then they'll match you up with several and you kind of get to pick which ones you want. 
Um, and so I just got so lucky. Uh, my wife and I live in Memphis or from Memphis and, um, they, they paired me up with this, uh, sales director at international paper, Jerry Murphy, mm-hmm. and his father served in, um, Vietnam. And so he just was gung ho about helping, uh, veterans transition. And I mean, he, and he gave me the world, like just, he was so genuine with wanting to help and, and setting aside time. I mean, this guy's traveling to, you know, China, uh, all over the world for international paper. And, but he's, he's like very serious about helping me. I I asked him six months into the one year program, Jerry, I I don't want, I feel uncomfortable asking this, but I'm very interested in working for international paper and I would, you know, love to figure out how to get an interview. And he's like, he was like, man, this is perfect because I wanted you to, but I didn't want to push you. And so he just, (laughs) he sets up like seven or eight networking interviews with like the top leaders in each, each group back at IP, you know, it's supply chain, logistics, transportation, um, and you know, everything. So I just get to go to Memphis. I meet with all these, uh, leaders and then, um, I get back to Savannah and I've got a job offer. I didn't even apply. So, <laughs> Dude, that is um, the way it's done right there, man. <laughs> That's it, awesome. It is, but, but it's like I had to focus um, during sometimes during the day or at night on my resume and, you know, building my skills and learning how to interview. It's like mm-hmm. you can't go in there and wing it. Um, you'll, I mean, you'll embarrass yourself and you'll then you're also going to say, you know, blame the system and say like, yeah, they don't support veterans. Like, no, that's not true. But you've got to put in the work if you want right. to get they, the value out of that partnership. Companies so. want to hire veterans, but they're not. They're not going to hire somebody that's not ready. So that's you, right. That part's up to you. And that's yeah. That's a, a lot. Of, a lot of guys get out of the military. They make that mistake. They think they're just going to have something handed to them, but they still have to do the prep work. And that's right. You know, and, reinvent and themselves. This, and, and also, I, you know, being in the military, you get your, we have, we call them OERs or NCOERs, they're officer evaluation reports. Mm-hmm. You get them annually, right? You get yep. rated and everything, stuff you remember. But I thought, hey, man, I'm done with this. And uh, when I was getting ready to go to international paper, one of the guys I was visiting, going to be meeting with, was a former special forces major. And he asked for my, uh, my OERs. And I was like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, man, like I can't escape this system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I have like, a, I have a list of on my website, veteranmove.com website. I have a list of 38, uh, great entrepreneurship programs and resources for veterans and, and their families. Um, a lot of, most of it is entrepreneurship, you know, entrepreneurship boot camps, things like that. But one of the ones on that list is ACP, American Corporate Partners. ACP, those companies like International Paper, they pay a lot of money to ACP for the privilege of mentoring someone like you. And, the, you know, your mentor from International Paper, here, here's what a lot of folks in the military don't realize. There's a lot of folks out there like your mentor at International Paper, they would love to mentor and have day, you know, weekly contact with an army Apache pilot. I mean, most people don't know an army Apache pilot or whatever your MOS was. They would yeah. love to have a connection 
with a, a, a current military member that's wanting to come out in the civilian world and, and help. And that's what those ACP mentors do. Um, when I first heard about ACP from a previous interview, I actually went and signed up just to see what it was like. And uh, I was paired up with a gal from MasterCard. She was an executive at MasterCard. She was phenomenal. Now, I wasn't really looking for a job because I knew I was going back to my uh, job as an airline pilot, but it was a phenomenal experience. I just wanted to see what it was like. And for one year, you get a free mentor and they will help you. And oftentimes, and they're not supposed to try to recruit you into their company, but often they're supposed to just mentor you uh, in generally. But you oftentimes guys end up wanting to go work for the company where their mentors at. I mean, it definitely can happen. Um, and it's a great thing. And ACP, they manage the program. Well, it's, it's well run. It, it, every, I have nothing but good things to say about American corporate partners. So ACP, if, if you want a free mentor while you're still in the military, or if you got out already recently, get a, get that one of those mentors from ACP. It's a great program. And that's the thing. It's like the onus is on you as what they, we, we, as you're getting mentored, you're called referred to as the protege. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, there is mutual accountability for the mentor and the protege, but if you get paired up with someone and you learn, you know, like one or two months into it, that it just, it's not clicking or you're not getting what you need out of it. You tell ACP and mm-hmm. they'll either find somebody else or fix the suits, fix the issue. And so that happened with me. And for the first guy I had, um, it, it there wasn't any interest and he was a veteran himself. And so I ended up getting moved over to Jerry with international paper. And yeah. then I'm like, and, and that's what ACP is great at. They're great at monitoring. They're always checking yeah. in with you saying, did you meet with your mentor this week? Did you meet with them? How many times have you met with them? Are you, they're very, oh, yeah. they lean forward on all that on. stuff. It's just a, it's just a phenomenal program. But um, and, yeah. So uh, hey, hold that thought. We're going to take sure. a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to start doing some travel again? Did you know that there's a leisure travel website that was made just for you and your family members that can save you money on travel, plus support your military community at the same time? American Forces Travel is committed to providing high quality and best value travel services to patrons affiliated with the Department of Defense as a way to thank them for their service and dedication to our country. American Forces Travel is a DoD partnership with Priceline made exclusively for active duty, reservists, veterans, and DOD civilians, you can save up to 50% off hotels, flights, rental cars, and more. You can even find and purchase event tickets to the site. On top of that, travel company commissions go to your service branch to be reinvested into your military community. Check out American Forces Travel at veteranonthemove.com travel to see for yourself. That's American Forces Travel at veteranonthemove.com travel. Veterans Day comes every year, but companies rarely thank veterans in a way that's meaningful, and veterans definitely deserve to be thanked in a meaningful way. At Navy Federal Credit Union, every day is Veterans Day. They thank veterans in a way that's meaningful. As a Navy Federal member for over 32 years, I can tell you that they get the military. They offer resources like VA Loans Hub and Best Cities After Service. They offer veteran employment assistance partnerships with nonprofits like The Mission Continues, They're a top VA home lender. They offer personal finance counseling. They offer 24-7 member service. They have a growing community of over 1.8 million veterans like you. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash veterans. 
insured by NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. We're back talking with Army veteran Andrew Arbogast, founder of Arbo's Cheese Dip. So, so Andrew, you you did the you went full, you know, head over heels into corporate America, man. You were a, a coat and tie wearing corporate suit, all in, good to go. Got that great job. Where did where did this shift? Where all of a sudden, because I know you said in, in your bio you got bored with your career, and all of a sudden you're like. I'm going to go into this entrepreneurship thing. What, what was that like? Where'd that come from? Man, it was something I'd been searching for and didn't know it for a long time. Yeah. And um, the four years in international paper, they were great. The pay was great and I was getting promoted, but I wasn't happy. And you said they matched your salary. So coming out of the army, you oh, international yeah. paper matched you. So you didn't, you didn't have to t- even take a pay cut. So no, I didn't take a pay cut and, and rapid promotions. And I mean like significant financial promotions. And so my thought was like, Hey, I'll just keep making more money and that'll mm-hmm. make me happier and happier. But it was the opposite. Right. So it wasn't the, the company itself. It was just the corporate, um, the, the corporate environment that I, I, I found myself like hitting a wall and it happened during the pandemic where I'm like, I am not challenged enough and I want to lead people. And it takes forever to, to get to that point. Sometimes depends on the company, but it was taking a long time for me. And I just one day woke up and was like, I'm going to sell my dad's cheese dip. (laughs) This is the light bulb just came on. Dude, I, that's how I, it's, it's, that's how people like, Oh, this light bulb, like literally I just woke up and it was like, I'm going to do this. Jeez, and, dude. and I remember going downstairs that day and I, I told my wife, I was like, what if I started a small company like selling dad's cheese dip? And she was just like, <laughs> you know, she's like, Hey, you know, you know, that, that $600 bike outside that you rode once yeah. that's, she's like, let's, take, you know, calm down. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it was just, the idea was there. And, um, I'm so passionate about food and helping others and just making people happy and bringing the best out of people. I think that's what the, the vessel was cheese dip, right? So as I mentioned earlier, I wanted to go to culinary school. I love cooking. You asked me today if I like cooking cheese dip, Hell no. Um, I'm so tired of it, but that's why I don't do it anymore. I have a co-packer that does it for me. Mm -hmm. But even when I was leaving the military, you have two options. It's like, you can, you can take the, the, the courses that are more tailored toward resume, federal and corporate or resume writing with federal and corporate, or you can go to the entrepreneur training. And I, I skipped entrepreneur stuff. I was like, I do not want to do that. Never want to do that. That's not me. And then here I am one day. And it took me like six months of doing this for me to be like, okay, I guess I am an entrepreneur. And, um, it, it just, it brought immediate happiness and it brought a vision that I could see even though no one else could. And that's, that, that is the the moment. It's like the breaking point of, okay, if I am going to keep doing this, I have to believe that it is possible and not let any doubt set in from anyone else's perception, feedback, um, whatever, because you're going to come across people that until you make it, they won't believe in you. And if you let that hold you back, 
then you won't succeed. It sounds very simple, but that's what it is. So you're passionate about something like I found, found a purpose of what I want my life to be. And it was just doing this cheese dip thing. So it went from like, you know, this was around January when I officially created an LLC back in this last year, January 21. And by, by March, I'm selling, I'm selling it through two local restaurants. Like they put it on their menu and uh, we called it Arbo's. Wanted to call it Charlie's cheese dip after my dad, but Mm -hmm. um, Chuck E. Cheese would have, um, sued me. And so we, we landed with Arbos and, um, that was in March. And by May I developed this container that is, you know, it looks like it's, it should be in a nice grocery store versus just kind of a farmer's market um, product because I wanted people to take, to take me seriously, you know, so you can see it on the YouTube channel. If you go there. Yeah. And then, you know, even after this one, it's like I learned the hard way that one product isn't going to make you successful. And so I came out with, you know, two more, you need at least like three SKUs, what they uh, say in grocery to, uh, really to, to in- enable a big crow, you know, Kroger letting you in or what have you. So, mm-hmm. but from, from that moment in May, um, when I started selling it at one store, I went to 10 and then by August, um, I'm sitting down with my boss at international paper and, and giving him the dear John letter. Like, Hey, I, I've, I've got a moment to jump into this and it's obviously not the best time. Um, my wife was pregnant. We just moved. I started a business and I'm about to quit my job, but it's like, it sounds cliche, but when it seems the scariest, that's often when you need to do it because there's never going to be a perfect time. And I will say this, I have no regrets for spending four years at international paper. Mm-hmm. It gave me negotiating sales, logistics, operational, just all of the, this huge scope of knowledge that I acquired in four years that gave me the ability to do this and also the money. I mean, so I started this business bootstrapping from my own money. I saved from working in international paper. Right. Yeah. So it, there's kind of, there's several different ways, not everywhere. There's not a right or wrong way necessarily, but that's how I did it. And I wouldn't have changed that for anything because it allowed me to keep own my business versus, you know, giving up all the equity right away. And so, so um, talk a little bit about like init- your initial customers and initial growth. Like you said, you had it in a couple of restaurants nearby and just start growing from there. Was it like, were you like hitting, you know, beating the bushes and hitting the streets to get it to grow? Or was it, was it starting to kind of, you know, grow legs of its own and taken off on its own? It was on its own and the power of your network Mm -hmm. and your, you know, social through social media, no one knew I was doing this. I mean, like very close friends and family. And then one day, out of nowhere, we create this, this social media handle called Arbo's dip. And we put it out there and it's like now featured at Carolina watershed and Zenny's and people are like, what is going on? You know, everyone, the, the whole city would like all of our friends and word of mouth just, just spread so quickly. Really? And I had people showing up at these places that they would no, normally never go to buy it. 
No and um, then I was selling it off on my doorstep, um, and which is not recommended. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I was making it at the house at the time, but you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And but eventually, it's like, okay, I start cooking it in my friend's uh, kitchen, uh, his restaurant kitchen. And then I finally got a co-packer, someone that could make it for me. That way I could focus on the business versus in the business and, and mm-hmm. do, run, you know, get sales and everything. And I give him orders and I'm in distribution by, you know, it's like nine months later after starting the company, I'm in major distribution covering several states. And then okay. um, it just continues to grow and build. And, um, you know, I was knocking on the door at Kroger here in Memphis for a long time and they finally got tired of me and they're like, okay, we'll give you a hundred stores in five States. Uh, initially they said, we'll give you 40 stores in one state, but then, you know, I guess they just liked me a little bit and gave me some extra. So, yeah. Yeah. And so that, that was just here recently, right? Yeah. Actually deal? yesterday was our official first day in Kroger wow, that's uh, awesome. after about six months of ramping up and, in preparation for that. And, um, and so what's that October 27th was your first day, huh? Yeah. October 27th. And we launched, uh, all over Tennessee, um, Arkansas, Alabama, Kentucky, and Mississippi. Holy cow. And Um, so what funny, how many, how many customers did you have before Kroger? And then with Kroger, what did it go to? Oh man. So, you know, the way I look at customers, it's, it's business to business versus business to consumer. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I had about 300 independent grocery stores before Kroger that I was selling to and and covered really span of about six or seven States. Uh Um, it was so funny that, um, we had this living in Savannah, Georgia, Tybee Island is there. Yep. Um, and there's this independent grocery that was in our distribution. And I reached out to them and sent them samples. I was like, Hey, y'all can order this with, you know, and then they ordered it. And it's like, my friends in Savannah are going to Tybee Island to get Arbos. It was so cool to see. Um, but you know, so that kind of gave me the legitimacy getting into that distribution. Yeah. Then I could go to Kroger and say, Hey, I'm in several States and you know, um, this is the product and, um, we really want to work with you on coming up with a partnership and, uh, it just takes time. It's, you know, it's a big corporation, uh, and I'm a small business. So it felt like an eternity for me, mm-hmm. but, um, eventually they said yes. And while I was working on that, I get a call from this grocery chain in Texas, um, Central Market, which is owned by HEB, mm-hmm. and they they've heard they heard about my dip somehow, really, and they wanted samples, and then they got them, and then the next day they're like, "We would like to order several pallets," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, man! Like how?" Uh, That's how? crazy when when you reach the point where you got major food chains calling you. Oh, something's yeah. going right. I didn't know that. I didn't know it worked that way. I just assumed. Is your dad still around? Yeah, he is. I mean, he's got to be just over the moon about this. He's, he's, he's so proud and, um, you know, he's such a kind man. He's, he helps me with everything Uh and he expects nothing. You know, it's one of those where it's like, he'll do whatever I ask him to do, even though sometimes I don't like asking him to do it. And he, mm. he gets on to me. He's like, you need to ask me, you know? So, um, and, oh, awesome. and so he's, he's helping just, you know, small errands here and there. And my mom is as well. So 
I've got a lot of, a lot of support here in Memphis that, you know, couldn't do this alone. And then all the different veteran entrepreneurial um, networks with like bunker labs. And, you know, of course, ACP at that point, um, getting me here is just one of those where it's like, man, this is going so, so well, I'm almost worried that something bad is going to happen. (laughs) You know, it's like, this doesn't work this way. You know, you ever go back to uh, your ACP mentor at international paper, you keep him updated. Oh yeah. He, when he saw that I left IP, he was so happy for me, which I was worried because like he invested in me to get to IP for me to have a successful career. But he's, he's been a cheerleader for me and, and all of my old, you know, I still have, I have lunch with my boss from IP several times. So it's like, I left on good terms, I think, uh, you know, and I, I still have this relationship with him because I just, mean, I love people. Like I, I really don't know how else to explain it. Like I just mm-hmm. love relationships and networking and, and, um, always wanting to help others reach their goals. And that's what makes me happy and keeps me going. Yeah. So as a, as a military veteran, um, four years in corporate America, mostly based off of your military experience, what, what were some of your strengths that you would attribute your success to and what were some of your blind spots? And when I say strengths and blind spots, those things probably that most veterans would be good at or blind to. No, I, I definitely can give you some good stuff there. So uh, one of the best things I think my own skill set was my ability to communicate and adapt. You know, I, I went in there, I didn't have the, um, you know, the high and tight haircut. Uh, I couldn't have had that anyway, cause I'm bald, but you know, I, I, I didn't want to come off as being someone knowing that I was in the military because, you know, right or wrong, uh, there could be stereotypes and I didn't want to jeopardize any potential relationships because of them knowing I was in the military. And, right. uh, you know, it's just one of those where if, if someone, if a veteran has worked in a workplace before and, you know, was very rough and, did, you know, wasn't liked, I don't want them to associate me with that person because, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, happens. but I had just a, just the chaos from the military, you know, it, it just gives you that advantage of things are just not that serious. And although they may be serious and you need to take them seriously internally, you don't process them that way. So it allows you to like accomplish tasks very quickly, efficiently and ahead of your peers. Right. So that's kind of where you set yourself apart. And I think it's just the leader, like the leadership aspect. I actually figured out like, you know, one of my coworkers was very competitive and I was always volunteering to take this or do this or go the extra mile. And one day he was like, Hey, you're in the, you're, cause I was in this training program, a leadership training program at the paper mill for a year. He's like, Hey, this is just a training program. Like you don't have to go and do all this. And, um, I, I just, I see, see right through it. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where be humble, carry, carry yourself, um, you know, in a, in a humble way. But in the end, you just have some work ethic that, I don't know if it's, we're cut from a different cloth or if it's learned or what, but, yeah. um, but I'll say the blind spots were that 
you don't know what you don't know and trying to learn a man. I, I had, I had no bit, I had zero business acumen. That was my biggest, biggest struggle. It's like learning what, you know, one day I raised my hand after someone was talking about P and L I was like, what is that? They're like profit and loss, you know? Like, oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. so I, I think a lot of it is just going to take time uh, to, to get to that point. Um, but just as long as you embrace it and, and go in there with the right attitude, like you will just, you'll set yourself apart and you're going to grow rapidly compared to your other peers in age. Absolutely. That's awesome. I like to say the, the way I would describe being in the military, it's almost like you live five years of experience in one year or maybe 10 years of experience in one year. There's just so much going on, especially if you're, you know, in an operational type job or incredibly whatever it is you may be doing. It's very fast paced, high tempo. You just, you pack so much living and experience into a short amount of time. I think that's what gives people coming out of the military advantages. They've just seen a lot. And you mentioned the chaos. The veterans have the ability to see clearly through the chaos and find out what's really important here and zero in on the important things in the midst of chaos and in business that, that, uh, helps with gains leaps and bounds over your competitors oftentimes. So, um, Hey, so Andrew, we are getting close to the end of our time. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I do want to give you the last word. If you're first of all, for, before the last word, first of all, how do we find Arbo's cheese dip? Oh, uh, awesome question. So, um, if, if it's not in your state, it will be soon, but right now, uh, if you go to, www.arbosdip, A-R-B as in boy, O-S-dip.com. Um, you will see a store locator if you plug in your zip code. Right now, it's pretty much all over Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama, and Mississippi. Um, and uh, if you're in those states, plug it in the store locator and you'll see where you can find it. Awesome. That's great. Well, uh, looking forward to you know, someday I'm going to be walking through the grocery store. I'm in Florida now, but ho- hopefully I'll be walking through that Publix and be like, hey, oh, this cheese dip, man, that's awesome. Oh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> All yeah. right. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish I knew somebody at Publix, but I don't. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> help you out. So uh, if, you're, if you're talking to somebody that's in transition on their way out of the military, they're looking to get into entrepreneurship, what kind of advice comes to mind? So for, for those looking for an entrepreneur opportunity. Don't become an entrepreneur just because you think that's what you want to do. If you don't, if you're not looking at something that makes you happy and you're passionate about, it'll become just another job and you're going to end up quitting that and doing something else. And then something else I've met veterans that have three or four different businesses or, you know, have gone through three or four businesses because they're just continuing to strike out. If you're going to do this, be patient about it and make sure that this is something that you want to do. Um, or if you're un, un, undecided on it all, go get an education, go get your master's or, or go get um, another job and, and save some money and then allow time to give you that vision instead of rushing into it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well said. Well, Andrew, thanks for sharing your veteran entrepreneurial success story. I love, 
I, I told you before the interview, I love product stories because people can relate to a product. I mean, you got cheese dip. Mm-hmm. That I, I took my dad's cheese dip recipe uh, to the market and we're doing great. So I, I love, you know, it's a very relatable story and the, you know, the numbers and the, the growth through the, the grocery stores and everything. It's awesome. So Thank look you. forward to seeing your future success. Maybe we'll have you back on here uh, in, in a year or so and check back in and see how spread out across the, the U S and everywhere else you are. That'd be awesome. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate you uh, having me on. You bet. Glad to have you. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to veteran on the move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.